Welcome into Stacking the Box podcast with Ian McMillan and Sterling Holmes. I am Sterling Holmes and my allergies are crushing me. But what's what Ian crushed was a half marathon. Ian, congratulations. Thank you. I don't know if I'd crushed it. I did finish, though. I achieved my goal of not stopping to walk uh, at all the entire time. So I did achieve that goal. Um, I hope nobody looks up my uh, time uh, on the website for it because I was slow. But I crossed the finish line. I did it. Um, will I ever do one again? Who knows? It was it was tough. Well, if you want to help us achieve our goal, this is for Kansas and New Jersey. We have a awesome limited time promo code for new DraftKings users. Deposit and place a five dollar plus wager on any sport, and you get a hundred and fifty bucks instantly added to your account and bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do is use our code STB at sign up to redeem. Using our code STB is a great way to support our podcast. So if you don't yet have a DraftKings account, do us a solid and sign up with code STB and place that first bet. New customers only, 21 plus and physically present in Candace or New Jersey. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, or 1-800-522-4700-KANSAS. Bellet, one offer per customer. Uh, one second, I just got signed out of our podcast. Ian, you finish that off. Finish off the ad read? Yeah, finish off. I it's, it's, have it in front of me. I was, tr- I was trusting here, you. Here. Minimum $5 deposit uh, <laughs> and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. Uh, thank you, Ian. So this is a little behind the scenes that no one cares about, but every single week I get signed out of our Google document as the show starts. Typically, it's fine. Today, it was not fine. I was in the middle of doing that and I go, uh-oh, uh-oh, I can't read. Surprisingly, I don't have that entire promo memorized. I don't have the the legal jargon memorized. You've gotten very good at reading it. Thank you. Thank you. I've done it a time or two. It's, it's the auctioneer in me, Ian. It's the auctioneer in me. But let's get into it. The way too early divisional rankings. Ian, let's start with the AFC and let's start with the AFC East. What do you have in the AFC East? Yes, and I see Austin in the chat uh, here to make sure that, uh, that we have the Lions winning the NFC North. We will see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe. Uh, but we're going to start in the AFC. We'll start AFC East. And to be honest, I could see any combination of the top three teams in the AFC East finishing at any combination in the top three. Patriots are going to be dead last. Um, I don't know. They don't have any offensive weapons. I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. They don't really have the defense that they used to have. Um, So I don't trust the Patriots whatsoever. If there's one lock for the AFC East, in my opinion, is that the Patriots finish last. The rest of the way, I'm going to go the Dolphins three. I'm going to go the Bills two. I'm going to say the New York Jets win the AFC East this year. Now, a lot of, I was the highest on the Jets. What happened here? Well, I, I love the Jets last year because defense. I don't think enough people are giving the Jets enough credit for just how good their defense is. There were two teams that led the NFL last year in opponent yards per play. The average amount of yards their opponents were gaining per play. It was the Eagles averaging 4.8 and the New York Jets tied with them 4.8. The two best defenses in the NFL in terms of stopping your opponents from gaining yards, which is important when it comes to football. It's the Eagles and it's the Jets. Now you bring in 
uh aaron Rodgers, who i know he didn't have a great season last year but i i i'm i'm not gonna fall for people saying that he's washed up this guy won back-to-back mvps two and three years ago so it's not like those mvps happened four or five years ago he's in a new situation where he wants to be he has a ton of young weapons surrounding him um i don't know how much the bills did to improve their team uh i don't really know where the dolphins uh land with Tua this year and how healthy he's gonna be so i'll take the jets winning the afc east with both the Bills coming second, Dolphins finishing third. I think all three are playoff teams, though. Uh, I will agree with you with the Patriots finishing last. I'm going to give my uh, way too early records as well. Uh, I want to see how right and how wrong I am. I will give the caveat. I did not go through every team's schedule, so these possibly could be wrong. Uh, Frankly, I'll go on a limb and say these possibly will be wrong. Uh, As far as the actual combinations, believe it or not, I don't have a massive spreadsheet on 17 computers pulled up in front of me. So this is the May 23rd, way too early. Sterling Holmes ranking that's probably going to be wrong. Uh, The Patriots at 7-10. and I think the Patriots have, as you mentioned, the worst roster in the AFC East. The only thing that keeps them at seven wins is Bill Belichick. We saw it last year. The roster is pretty similar. Not a ton of change. And frankly, it's just not good. They don't have a quarterback. I do think, though, uh, Bill O'Brien is actually a massive upgrade as their OC. I think that actually is yep, I agree uh, with that. A, a pretty big upgrade for them. Uh, the Dolphins, I have finishing 10 and 7. I'm with you. Tua Tagovailoa is the main question mark. But I have the Bills ahead of the Jets. I have the Jets going to 11 and, or 11 and 6, which is a four-game upgrade over last year, right? That's a big jump. I'm with you with their defense. I think they have some good weapons. I'm high on the Jets, but I still don't think Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback anymore. I think he's a above-average quarterback, a good quarterback, but he's no longer in that elite category. Um, I think four wins is a big upgrade from last year. I can't get to that fifth or sixth win, and I have the Bills finishing 12-5, and five, which for me, that puts them in the, in the uh, first seed in the AFC East. All right, so pretty close. We just have the Bills and the Jets flipped, um, yeah. which I, I won't argue against too much. Uh, no, argue with me. Let's argue. Let, let's Wait, throw hands. Trust me, there are going to be times going through these divisions we are going to argue. I don't think the AFC East is going to be one of them, and I don't think the next division is going to be one of them either. All right, AFC South. Ian, what do you have? Yeah, the worst division in football. I don't think I'm going out on, on a limb saying that. You have to put the Jaguars number one. I don't know if I'm going to take can take a quick peek at the betting odds here. The Jaguars have the second of all the divisional favorites. The Jaguars have the second shortest odds. So they are favored to win the AFC South by a pretty wide margin coming in minus 150. I wouldn't trust anyone who's saying someone other than the Jaguars is going to win the AFC South. Um, I'll go Texans number two. I think they're going to be much improved. Um, uh, you have sold me Sterling on CJ Stroud. We'll see how he does. They can't be that bad again this year, can they? Uh, some new blood in 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 Houston. I don't think they're going to be good, but it just, I don't think it's going to take too much to finish second in that division. So I'll go Texans number two. I'll go Titans number three. The only reason the Titans have been even decent last year um, was because of Mike Vrabel. I think he's a fantastic uh, head coach, but who is the quarterback? uh gonna be uh they have no weapons derrick henry's getting old and you can see it supported by his numbers um his total yardage number still been good but his yards per carry have been dropping off a cliff uh, he's going to take another step back this year their defense was average at best some might even say a bad defense uh so i'll go titans three and then the colts 
just a disaster of an organization <laughs> Indianapolis is. So I'll go Colts dead last. So Jaguars first, Texans, Titans, Colts. Yeah, I actually have that exact same order. I think the Colts, you're right. You and I were both high on them last year. I yeah. think we thought the overall roster was going to be solid as well. I think what we saw was it wasn't just Matt Ryan. It wasn't just the quarterback situation. The entire team was overvalued. Uh, I have them finishing last five and 12, and even five wins feels very generous um, I have the Titans in third as well, six and 11 with Traylon Burks being their number one wide receiver. Basically, that's Ooh. not an ideal start. Who's going to be the quarterback? You're right. Is it is it Malik Willis? Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? Is it going to be uh, Will Levis? That remains to be seen. I think eventually they'll go away from Ryan Tannehill at some point, because you know what? Even if he's starting, what's your what's your ceiling with Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, it's probably still missing the playoffs. Uh, the Texans I have at six and 11 but they're the second seed just above the Titans. Uh, again, I can't get to seven wins, although I want to. I'm glad I, I swayed you on C.J. Stroud. That, yes. that warms my heart just a little bit. And again, I do think building around Will Anderson on defense will pay off dividends, maybe not in year one, but in the future, I firmly believe in him. And then the Jaguars I have at 10 and 7. I don't think the Jaguars are a great team. I think they're a good team. I think Calvin Ridley coming back is a huge plus. I've been an adamant supporter of Doug Peterson. So I think that him and Trevor Lawrence, they have a great connection, but there's still a lot of holes on that team. They don't scream Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. They don't even scream Jets to me, but they did win a playoff game last year, which for me is a, that's a huge step. I mean, winning a playoff game is a big step. I, I don't care if, if they were not ready for the next one, but they still took the Chiefs to the wire in that game. Um, the Jags can be a frisky team, but that defense needs to step up. Yeah, I think what comes down to the Jaguars is what version of the team are we going to see? Are we going to see the one from the first half of the season last year uh, or the second half? And not even just the team, specifically Trevor Lawrence, because halfway through the season last year, there started to be some questions is uh, if whether or not Trevor Lawrence was the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. But then he turned it on. He had a he was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL in the second half of the season. So uh, if we get that version of Trevor Lawrence uh, this upcoming year, Jaguars are going to be uh, the team to beat in the AFC South. And Sterling, I think we both of us seem to be higher on the Texans than I think most people would be. Uh, if you look at the betting odds to win the division, it's Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans, which is where I think most people would probably grade it. It seems like both of us are a little bit in on the Texans, not to be a good team, not to be a playoff team, but to at least take a, a significant step forward this season. So, uh, we'll see if we end up uh, being right with that prediction. Come the I mean, don't don't you see them taking a three-win jump? I mean, they won three I games do. last year. I do. I don't, I don't think other people do, though. Mm-hmm. I think other people think they're still two to three years away. Uh, they are from, from actual you know competing against good teams, but six wins is probably getting second place in that division. And by the way, do you know Trevor Lawrence's nickname on pro football reference? No. The Prince... Who was promised? Oh, that's hilarious. I also did not know his real name is William. So I guess Prince William. It really, uh, really works. William. Why yeah. does he go by Trevor? I don't know. William Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I guess Trevor's it, his middle name. Okay. It, it does sound kind of like a prince, but I have never once heard anyone. If someone from Duval wants to come on here and let us know, do they, do they call him the prince who was promised? Is there T-shirts? Are there jerseys with Trevor Lawrence's number plastered on the back that say the prince who was promised? 
Yeah, I've never heard that. I mean, he got drafted right around, I think, the last season of Game of Thrones. So maybe there was some tie in there. But I mean, that's that, that's kind of a dated reference now, too. I mean, he's got some long locks, too. I mean, he's yeah. got those long, luscious locks. I, yeah. I guess he's got that going for him as well. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, enough about Trevor Lawrence and his lettuce. Let's talk about the AFC North. I think you and I will probably have some pretty solid disagreement here. Ian, what do you have for the AFC North? Yeah, I think the Steelers are the worst team in the AFC North. I'm not huge on Steelers whatsoever. Uh, my favorite stat to cite, I cite it all the time. People get sick of me talking about this stat during the NFL season, but it's net yards per play. It's the amount of yards uh, gained per play on offense subtracted by the amount of yards given up per play on defense. The Steelers were 28th in the NFL in that stat last year. I don't know if they've done enough to improve the roster. They did shore up their offensive line a little bit. But is that enough for them to be even an average team? I don't think so. I think the Steelers are the worst team in that division. Well coached, kind of similar to the Titans, where they get a lot of wins because of Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin doesn't get the credit he deserves uh, coaching that team. Even two years ago, making the playoffs with, I thought the Steelers, when they lost in the first round of the Chiefs, uh, that was what, not last year, but the year before. I was like the worst playoff team, the most undeserving playoff team in like the history of the NFL. But they... Mike Tomlin dragged that team to the playoffs. He'll probably drag that team to a few more wins than what they deserve again this year, but I still think Steelers are the worst team in the AFC North. And then the Browns, who are meh, uh, don't really have too much to say about the Browns. I'll take the Ravens as the top team to win the AFC North. That all hinges on if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, but he has some weapons this year, the best weapons he's ever had. Um, and when he is healthy, he can still be the Lamar Jackson of old. It's just a question of whether or not he can stay healthy for the entire season. I have the Bengals being the number two team in the division, still making the playoffs, but I'm not as high on the Bengals as a lot of people are. Uh, statistically, pretty average team last year, 14th in net yards per play. Uh, they turn it on in the playoffs as, as they've done now two straight seasons, but I, I don't necessarily trust them in the regular season. I, I, I just don't think their roster is as good as a lot of people think they are. I think they still got some holes, especially on defense. So They lost both safeties. Lost both safeties, one of them to my Atlanta Falcons. So that's an already not great defense, I think has arguably even gotten worse this offseason. So Ravens one, Bengals two, Browns three, Steelers four. At the Browns at four, at eight and nine, I think this division is going to be a, a dogfight, if you will. I, I really think it's going to be difficult. I think there's – the thing with the Browns is the Browns are a very talented team, top to bottom, but I don't trust Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson was Jacoby Brissett. That's what he was last year when he came back. Now, if you want to say that was him knocking the rust off, I'll entertain that talk, but – for all the people that say he was this incredible player in Houston, some of the numbers were great. I will grant you that, but he won, what, four games his final year there? I understand the team was bad, but if you are a transcendent quarterback, and by the way, a transcendent quarterback who was not in his rookie year, you win more than four games. Well, that tells me that's a stat pattern. That's Dak Prescott. That's what Blake Bortles did his last year uh, in Jacksonville, you know, the second half of games 
when he, he would just all of a sudden fourth quarter, just garbage time yards. That's a little what Deshaun Watson was, in my opinion, that final year in Houston. Well, then he had, what, a year and a half off, and then he was bad. I'm not putting all my chips into Deshaun Watson all of a sudden returning to form. I'm not going there. I can't get there even with what I think is a very good Cleveland Browns roster. I mean, when have the Browns ever inspired hope? When have they ever been a team that goes, you know what? I'm giving that team and that organization the benefit of the doubt. I can't get there. I'm going eight and nine. That's fourth place in the AFC North. The Steelers are interesting. I, I, mean, I hear you. I'm with you. I think the Steelers defense is legitimately good. I think the Steelers defense is really, really good. And TJ Watt, by the way, was hurt a lot of last year. He's back. He's healthy. That's a big difference. Uh, I do think they have shored up the offensive line to an extent. Uh, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. I'm not a big Kenny Pickett believer. I think that he throws the rock. I think there's reason for Steelers fans to be intrigued by him. But I'm tired of the analytic folks saying, well, that couldn't have been an interception. It almost wasn't. Well, guess what? It was. I don't care what PFF is telling you. I saw with my eyes that ball get picked off. Don't put it in spots where the ball can get intercepted. He needs to cut back on the bad throws, but I still think they beat the Browns. They finished 10-7. and I'm very high on Mike Tomlin. And by the way, can we talk about Big Ben? Big Ben saying what we already assumed he would say anyways, that he didn't want Kenny Pickett to succeed. Like, Ian, we knew that. When did he say that? that, Yeah, he said that a couple days ago. I think it was – uh, he, he, he goes, he, he swayed himself now. He goes, initially, it was hard to swallow that this was Kenny Pickett's team. He said on his podcast, initially, he didn't want the then-rookie to have immediate success last year. But guess what? We know Big Ben. We all assume that anyways. Yeah, right. noted good guy, Big Ben. Yeah, he, he wanted Kenny Pickett to, to suck, and then the Steelers come crawling back to Big Ben and beg him to come out of retirement. But, of course, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I love how he goes, I'll be completely honest. I'll be super transparent. I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? It's like, we knew this. Ben, you are all about you. When you were on that team, you were about you. This comes as no surprise to anyone. No surprise here. Yeah, This is who you are. I get now you're trying to say, oh, I'm rooting for him. I'm all in on him now. Well, yeah, because you realize you were so washed. You know your favorite T-shirt that you've washed a thousand times, but you still can't get that stain of barbecue sauce out? <laughs> That's Big Ben. It's a barbecue stained shirt. You can't, you can't wash it anymore or else it's going to disintegrate. That's Big Ben. They're not coming back to you. All right. I have the Bengals winning at 12-5. and five. I'm with you. I'm very intrigued about their defense. Don't be surprised for another slow start for the Bengals, but I do think their offense is so talented. They'll put up points. They'll find ways to get it done. The, you're right. The uh, average yards per play isn't outstanding, but when they need big plays, they find ways to get big plays. They don't thrive on the deep ball as much as one would assume. Joe Burrow, in my estimation, is, is Drew Brees. That, he's Drew Brees. He slices, he dices, he, he, he picks up the first downs when needed, and he's very, very accurate. I'm not sold on the Ravens. The Ravens went 10-7 and seven last year. Lamar Jackson was hurt, but who's to say Lamar Jackson, who hasn't finished a season in a couple of years now, won't get hurt again? Sure, yeah. That's where I'm at in the AFC North. But who's to say he gets hurt again, too? Sure, I'm going by by what we have seen. What we have seen, sure. probably going to miss a couple games. Even with Lamar Jackson being healthy, 
we're four years now away from his MVP season, correct? Yes, 2019, yeah. Yeah, his weapons are better. Is his defense better? Yeah, their defense is fine. Yeah, but is it better than what – I mean, I'm not sold on the Ravens. Zay Flowers, solid. Odell Beckham Jr., great name recognition. I'm not going to just sit here and Rashad Bateman, right? But I'm not going to sit here and say that all of a sudden this is an elite group. He better perform, but that's not what the offense is built around. It's not built around throwing the rock. It's built around him running, and when he runs, he gets hurt. If he has to change his game, I don't think he'll be as effective. Yeah. I'm not high on the Bengals. I'm just not. I I, I just don't think the Bengals, especially in the regular season, have lived up to the hype. And people point at the playoff success, which they've had now in two straight seasons. But at the end of the day, NFL is such a small sample size of games. It's so hard to evaluate teams in the NFL in general because they only play 17 regular season games. Other sports, baseball, you have 162 games to, to evaluate teams. The numbers are telling me the Bengals aren't as good as what they've done, especially in the playoffs lately. Maybe Joe Burrow is just has that winning uh, attitude, that that uh, that extra something that can help him lead the Bengals to wins and to divisional wins. But uh, at the end of the day, I think the Bengals and the Ravens are a toss up for what team is better. And I actually slightly give the edge to the Ravens because of things like third down conversion rate and red zone uh, offense. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals win the division. I, I went against the Bengals last year. I was uh, uh I said the Ravens were going to win that division. I was all in on the Ravens last year, and I got burned. Yeah. And I'm not doing that again. I I think until the Bengals prove me wrong, or at least until the Bengals prove to me that they're not that team, they are that team. To beat the king, or to be the king, you have to beat the king. And and right now the Bengals, in my opinion, are the king in the North. Uh, let's head to the AFC West. But just really quick before we head to AFC West, I do want to acknowledge Austin's uh, comment here. When I was talking about the Steelers' bad teams making the playoffs and losing, uh, 2020, they did lose to the Browns, but I was referring to 2021. They went 9-7-1, and what I thought the worst playoff team in existence, and then they lost to the Chiefs 42-21 to in the first round. That was the team I was referring to. Mike Tomlin dragged that team to the playoffs. That team sucked. Ian, that team was so bad. I did a live stream for Arrowhead Attic, the podcast. We did our first. It was me and Carm, me and Mark Carmen. Yep. And that game was so bad because the Chiefs were waxing them. It turned into a beer chugging contest. Yeah. We literally, I had on my, just behind me, like 13 beers, just shotgunning beers. We, we did a shotgun competition because that game was so bad. Yeah. So you Not were talked. right. Yeah. They were that bad. was the worst team I think I've seen make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, AFC West. This one's going to be a shocker. Sterling, who do you have winning the AFC West? Come on. Come on. Don't, don't even play this game. You know who wins the AFC West. I have the Denver Broncos winning the AFC West. <laughs> no, I know. I know for Ian, because you know <laughs> I, I would get in my car. I would drive up to New York. I will find you. I have a certain set of skills. I will, I will, I will pick the locks to wherever you live. Yeah, I listen. I will sit you down and yell at you. (laughs) As as much as I, as much as I love a good hot take, I, I, I'm not going to say anybody but the Chiefs is going to win that division. Uh, They're the biggest divisional favorites if you look at the betting odds, minus one sixty-five. Even that, I think. I still still think if you're looking to bet on it, I think that's pretty good betting value for them to win that division. I don't think anyone can challenge them in that division. Uh, but my surprise for this division is I actually have the Denver Broncos coming in second that division. 
Um, they were kind of similar to the uh, Jets last year, where their defense was phenomenal. Um, there was that stack going around like halfway through the year, or in this, uh, in like th- uh, three quarters of the way through the year, that if the Broncos had scored like, what was it like? 13 points a game or score two touchdowns yeah. each game. Like they would have like the best record in the NFL or something. Cause their defense was holding teams to like 11 points a game. Um, is Russell Wilson going to have issues fixed? I don't know, but if anyone could fix it, it's going to be Sean Payton. So I think maybe their offense can turn things around. If their defense can play as well as they did last year, I don't see any reason why they can't make the playoffs and finish second in that division. Uh, I have the Chargers coming in third in that division. I'm not high on the Chargers whatsoever. Chargers finished uh, 27th in net yards per play last year, a little bit below the Giants and and one spot above the Steelers. Uh, Justin Herbert, obviously a very, very good quarterback, but um, I I just don't trust this Chargers team. Not great defensively, could not stop the run to save their lives. Uh, So I'm actually not very high on the Chargers. And then I have the Raiders. Uh, in last place Um, seems to be a little bit of a rebuilding spot now for the Raiders. Uh, I liked them last year because I liked Derek Carr, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now's the time to see if he actually is a good quarterback, if he's just a product of a 49ers uh, system. Um, I think the Raiders are going to finish last in that division. So I got Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, I have Raiders in the fourth spot. I I think that's a clear-cut one for me. I think Max Crosby is incredible. I want Max Crosby to get his due, but they also lost Darren Waller. That's a pretty big loss right there. Uh, Jimmy G, I do think, is a product of Shanahan and the Niners. I'm not big on Jimmy G. He is a game manager at best. And guess what? He was a great game game manager for the 49ers. Well, the Raiders are in a lot different spot. The only games they are managing are how to lose by only one score. Uh, That might be his best attribute in this case. Also, their kicker's great, so they got that going for them. But they're going to finish 6-11. and I have the Broncos in the third spot at 10-7. and I am pretty high. I I don't know if high is the right word. I'm intrigued by the Broncos. I'm intrigued by Sean Payton, but I don't think Sean Payton is Bill Belichick like folks like to make him out to to be. I think he's a – Above average head coach, but he's not a great head coach. He's always had a guy. He had Drew Brees. Now he has Russell Wilson. Can he revitalize Russell Wilson? But the defense of the Broncos is what it is. I think their offense is still going to be pretty bad. But that defense is still going to be really, really good. They finished third at 10-7 and and sniff the playoffs. I have to break down the 10-7 and teams I have, who makes it in, who makes it out. I have the Chargers at 11-6. and I don't think they're as good as they were potentially last year, but they have less pressure. And with less pressure, maybe that actually opens up the playbook to allow Justin Herbert to do what he does best, which is throw the ball downfield. Why does he only throw the ball downfield against the Chiefs? Why against good teams, they're like, hey, let's open the playbook. And then against bad teams and middling teams, like, let's play conservative. You have the advantage. Use the advantage of Justin Herbert over these middling teams. I think they finally learned their lesson. They opened the playbook up for him, 11-6. and six. And by the way, looks like Austin Eckler is staying in L.A. with incentives. That yes. is big news for the Chargers. Uh, and then the Chiefs I have at 14-3. and three. Um, Their schedule, not as hard as it could have been. Their toughest games are at home. Bill's at home. Bengals at home, Eagles at home after a 15-day uh, off after they come back from playing Miami and Frankfurt. Andy Reid after a bye against his former team. 
that's a dub. I, I mean, all things considered, I think the Chiefs have a relatively easy path um, compared to what it could have been. They're always going to have a tough schedule because of the one, obviously. But, but yeah, the Chiefs at 14-3. and three. They're going to reign supreme another year. Yeah, I think there's no debating that. Unless, unless there's some kind of injury, the Chiefs are gonna Chiefs are gonna roll that division. Mm. How far out do you think the Raiders are? I mean, the Raiders oh. they they've kind of been in this no man's land for how many years now? They snuck into the playoffs that one year when the Chargers choked. Yeah, how many, they got worse. How, yeah. I don't. I don't think they're. I think they're going to get worse before they get better. Mm. I don't know. Their defense isn't good. Their offensive line is fine. I just. I. I don't see. I don't see how they're going. How they're going to get better in in the short term. So, before we go to the NFC, sticking to the Chargers, is this about their last chance? Because Herbert's eventually going to get this massive contract, right? And that's going to kick in. Yeah, Mike Williams getting older. You have Keenan Allen getting older. You have uh, a Bosa brother who's great, no denying it, but eventually he's getting older as well. Derwin James kind of in the same boat. It, it does feel like their window is starting to close for the Chargers, and you're looking back at it and saying, all this offseason hype, all this talent, and nothing to really show for it. At what point is it time to just say, you know what, this is who they are? Yeah, they. I, I I was shocked they didn't fire Brandon Staley. To be honest, at, at the end of the year, I think a different head coach would do a lot of good for this team. Um, yeah, I think they. I think they have. I think they have a couple year window. But it's just with, with the way the roster is built, they're just they're, they're not going to be a Chiefs or a Bills or a top contender in the AFC. Even I'd, I'd put the Jets above them. So, I mean, their best hope is to get into the playoffs and hope they get hot at the right time and kind of have, had, you know, a path opens up for them. But um, I, I don't know how you can turn the current roster the way it is right now into a true bona fide Super Bowl contender while Justin Herbert is there. I would start with a different head coach, but other than that, I don't know. It's tough. The, de- yeah. the defense can't stop the run. Yeah. Uh, let's head to the NFC and head to the NFC East. Last year, every team finished 500 or better. Worst team in the division last year was the Commanders, or, or should I say Washington football team, because uh, they actually blew that. They, they they backed their way into a great name, Washington football team, and then they switched to the Commanders. How oh, I disagree that? with that. Washington football team sucked. No, Washington no one actually un- unironically likes that name. Oh, right? I love it, dude. It's great. Washington oh. football team was outstanding. <laughs> it was outstanding. It was no, great. At all. Only one team can have that. Only one team can be the football team. They back ass their way into it, and then right, they it's not even it. a logo. It's not even. It's not even a mascot. Like, what would your mascot be? Like, you just need a football. mascot. It's no, just that's, football. That's, it's a. It, it, it's it's football. It's the um. What's the dude he was in Wayne's World? The bad guy in Wayne's World with the NFL hat on. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. That's the logo. Is Rob Lowe wearing an NFL hat? That's how you know Rob Lowe is the bad guy in Wayne's World. <laughs> well, he was the bad guy in Wayne's yeah, World. Sure. I feel like that's not what Rob Lowe's known for, but okay. Rob Lowe is known for being the bad dude in uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy is Boy. Is that what it is? Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy, not Wayne's Still. World. Tommy Boy. Still. 
not what I would think of Rob Lowe. Rob, Rob Lowe, I think Lowe was of, a bad guy in Tommy Boy. I'm sure he was, but that's not the most recognizable role for, for Rob Lowe. I think either Parks and Rec or uh, West Wing. You tell that to a, an 11-year-old Sterling who was watching Tommy Boy. I'm like, you got to watch out for that Rob Lowe. He was also in Wayne's World, too, wasn't he? He was uh, like, I don't he, know. He, Rob Lowe was a bad dude growing up. He was the same character, that attractive guy who would who would try and steal your lady and then try and bleep you over. And then he became, you know, who he is now, a lovable dude. Sure. All right, enough ranting about Rob Lowe and how the Washington football team should still exist. What is your NFC East predictions? I think the, this is the most the, the division you can't argue about the most. I think it's a very I think every team has their slot. I think it's the same as last year. I think it's the Eagles who are by far the best team in the NFC. It's the Cowboys, it's the Giants, and it's the Commanders. I guess the only argument you could really make is that the Giants are better than the, the Cowboys. They put the Giants in the number two slot. I don't think they are. I think the Giants are kind of now a similar team to the Titans and the Steelers, where their head coach, Brian Dable, dragged them to more wins than they deserved to have last year. I don't think Daniel Jones was deserving of that contract. Maybe he was deserving, but I don't think he's as good as uh, you would hope to get from that contract. I think Eagles are clearly number one, best defense in the NFL. That front seven has got even more scary this offseason. Might be the best overall unit in the NFL. Positional unit in the NFL is going to be the Eagles defensive line. Scary, scary unit. Jalen Hurts, potential MVP. Um, I think the Eagles are by far number one. Cowboys, number two. They're not going to get it done in the playoffs. I don't trust them while Mike McCarthy's there, but the Cowboys still a pretty decent team, pretty talented roster. Giants number three, and then Commanders is Commanders sticking with Sam Howell. Austin asking, is Sam Howell actually good? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but they must see something in him, or they're just completely incompetent because they had options to go at other quarterbacks this offseason. Uh, could have tried to trade for Lamar Jackson when he was, when he was available. Could have, you know, trade uh, drafted a quarterback uh, in, uh, in the draft. Just no, the entire time they're like, Sam Howell's our guy. Okay, good luck with that. I don't think it's going to go well, but we'll see. So uh, I'll put Commanders, who might just end up being the worst team in the NFC this year. Slinging Sam, baby. Slinging Sam Howell. I will say this. How do you think Terry McLaurin feels? How do you think Curtis Samuel feels? They've been there, and all they've had thrown to them is duds. Seriously, it's Taylor Heineke. Has he been the best guy to throw the rock to him? I mean, Alex Smith, they tried, but then Alex Smith was injured. I don't even know if he ever played with Terry McLaurin. Uh, Carson Wentz was brutal. And now Sam Howell. Uh, no, I don't think Sam Howell's any good. I, I don't think so. I think they'll try. I think Eric Bieniemy, uh might bring some wrinkles to that offense. But their defense is pretty good. I will give them that. I actually think in a weak NFC overall, the NFC East is the best division top to bottom. Yeah. I think they the same thing happens. I think that they finish over 500, and I think they're the fourth seed in the NFC East. I think the football team finishes 9-8. and eight. I, I, I think that they are a good, solid team, even without trusting their quarterback. They didn't have a quarterback last year and went 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. I have a comment about your records. I think you're, I don't know if the math is going to add up. It seems like you're giving a lot of teams a lot of wins. Well, no, I have a lot of duds. Like I had the five wins for the Colts, six wins for the, for the Titans and Texans, seven wins for the Patriots, yeah, um, well, six so wins for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you'll, right. you'll see as we get deeper into the NFC, uh, you'll see where a lot of losses start piling up. 
All so right. I, uh, I have football team at nine and eight giants at 10 and seven. I'm with you. I think Brian Dable is a hell of a head coach. Uh, we saw what he did with Josh uh, Allen with the bills. We're seeing it with Danny dimes. I think Danny dimes is good, but again, the NFC overall is a bad division. They can win 10 games. I have 11 wins to the, um, or 12 wins to the Cowboys. Uh, Cause I, I do think Mike McCarthy's a good regular season head coach and then 13 wins for the Eagles. So I think this division all goes over 500, very similar to last year. All right, perfect. All right, let's get into the NFC South. What do you have in the South? Oh, man. Austin says, LOL, I can't hear to, wait to hear Ian put the Falcons forth. Absolutely not, my friend. The winner of the NFC South this year, the Atlanta Falcons coming in at number one, Desmond Ritter. Uh, this is going to be his coming out party. B. John Robinson, 25 touchdowns. It's going to be great. Drake London, 10 touchdowns. Kyle Pitt, 15 touchdowns. A lot of touchdowns going around for this Falcons offense. And much improved defense. Much improved defense. Zero wins for the Falcons. Yeah, right. Falcons, much improved. People aren't ready to handle the Falcons this year. They're, they have the, one of the easy schedules in the NFL. The roster has got a lot better, especially on defense. Maybe not the flashiest names in the world, but a lot of solid guys on defense added in the offseason through free agency. Uh, I have the Saints coming in at number two. The Saints, who last year were actually a pretty good team, but turnovers absolutely screwed them, which hurts me to say as a Falcons fan. But you look at net yards per play. Saints actually sixth in the NFL in net yards per play. Their issue was dead last in uh, average turnover margin. They turned the ball over a ton and couldn't force any uh, uh, turnovers on defense. So if they can fix that, and if Derek Carr ends up being okay uh saints will be decent uh i think and then the buccaneers third um buccaneers still have a pretty solid defense i, I certainly don't trust in baker mayfield but their defense is all right uh and then the panthers last uh i I'm, i saw the clip of bryce young and his first practice with the panthers and i'm now owed on bryce young because it looked like it was photoshopped he looked so short compared to the rest of the team um, so that's going to be interesting how that's going to play out. But I think the Panthers have now completely scrapped their team. They're rebuilding from the ground up. I think that's going to take a few seasons. I think they'll finish last in the division this year. So Falcons, Saints, Bucks, Panthers. A division that last year had a negative point differential for every single team. It's brutal. Yep. Uh, I had a chance to interview Bryce Young for stacking the box. And yeah, he is that size. Like he's my size. I'm 5'10. He's a little bit broader shoulder like just like he's a football player right like he, is he that tall is he 5'10 he's 5'10 we, we're the same height uh okay and if you look at the interview he looks smaller because he was kind of hunched down it was cold and he was sitting next to will anderson so will anderson's a big dude but like hey, that's who he is but he was able to get it done at alabama like I, I i'm very intrigued by bryce young I don't think it's fair to say he he's automatically going to get injured the first hit he takes. No, because no. Russell Wilson's not a big dude either. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, um, Kyler Murray, you know, that was an ACL. Like, we've seen some precedent for as long as he takes care of himself, as long as he doesn't give himself unnecessary hits, I think he'll be fine. Um, again, I think C.J. Stroud's going to be a better quarterback, but I, I think it's unfair to label him a bust just because he's – He's a small guy. Uh, I'm going the Bucks at five and twelve, coming in at fourth. I think the Bucks are brutal, man. I think the Bucks are going to be a horrendous team this year. Um, Panthers at seven and ten. I think they stay pat where they did last year. Uh, I think Bryce Young is actually going to be a fine quarterback, but 
Um, it's not going to see a ton this year. There's not a ton of weapons he's got with the Panthers. Falcons nine and eight. Falcons okay. nine and eight. I don't think the Falcons are a good team. I'm sorry. I know this hurts you, Ian, but their schedule is the reason they go nine and eight. They have the easiest schedule I think I have ever seen. I mean, it's it's child's play. If they don't win nine games, you got to be disappointed. Yeah, I will be. Um, I mean, you you're a Desmond Ritter hater, so I, I expect, I'm, I'm, actually hater. Su- I'm actually surprised you're giving us nine wins to begin with. You are a Desmond Ritter hater. This guy, this is the guy that led a team to the fir- the first non Power Five team to ever make it to the uh, semifinal for the national championship game in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. just means nothing to you, I guess. Um, no, 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 it doesn't. Because college doesn't necessarily translate. Trust me, I'm a Mizzou The fan. man's a winner. Chase the man's Daniel, a winner. Lane Gabbert. Uh, the list goes on. And Drew Locke was a stud in college. The man knows how to win football games. You can't argue our defense is much improved. Oh, so you love Bryce Young than in Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett might end up being a better NFL quarterback than Bryce Young. I don't know. Maybe. He won. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The defense is much improved. I. My concern about the Falcons is that they drafted another running back. They're going to run wishbone. So I don't know how many games you can win with a wishbone offense where you run the ball fifty times a game. But maybe uh, it'll work. The, maybe. the split T formation that was founded by Don Faro, Mizzou alumni. There you go. Who See? could forget? The connection, the connection. He he's gonna he his offense that he created in like 1930 is about to be the Falcons' offense in 2023. Just what about a hundred years later. I mean, come on. What a world! It's, it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. Uh, yeah. So that means I have the Saints winning that division. Uh, I'm a pretty big D- Derek Carr fan. I hated that he was on the Raiders. I hate that he looks like he's a 1980s hair metal singer. Like if he was a singer winger. I wouldn't be shocked because of the eyeliner, but it is what it is. Um, the basis in Skid Row, maybe. I think it would be another good get for him uh, if he ever retires from football. But he's a good quarterback, man. He He's so easy to root for. All of the bleep he went through with the Raiders, and he still handled it with a plum. I like Derek Carr. I'm rooting for him. And I think the Saints have a better top-to-bottom roster than any other team in that division. We'll have the Saints finishing 10 and 7 and winning the NFC South. Okay. You're wrong, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I know you were all in on your MVP candidate, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Heard it here first. Mm. Uh, NFC North, what do you have? Uh, Austin, who's been waiting around to see where we're going to rank the Lions. Unfortunately, my friend, I got the Lions coming in at number three in the NFC North. I'm not a believer in the in in the, in the Detroit Lions. Last year, they had one of the best offenses in the NFL, but one of the worst defenses. Do they do enough to improve their defense to make the playoffs this year? I don't know. Another question I have is, can we see the same thing from Jared Goff? Maybe, maybe not. Jared Goff has had a roller coaster, to say the least, type of career. One season, he looks like a great quarterback. The next season, he looks trash, and then he goes back to looking good, and then he look, goes back to looking like trash. So I, after one season, I'm not ready to crown him a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL. We will have to wait and see. I also don't like Dan Campbell. Uh, I don't like these raw, raw coaches who cry at the podium and you get people to like him. At the end of the day, 
telling your players that you're going to bite your opponent's kneecaps isn't going to make them better football players, not at the NFL level. You need to be a good uh, play caller. Uh, You need to have good game plans. And I don't know if he um, is that guy, Uh, especially with some late game play calling. Don't trust it at all. So Lions third for me. Bears last, of course. The Bears stink. Justin Fields is not as good as people think he is. Um, He's not going to take a step forward this year. Their offensive line is atrocious. I'll go Packers number two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers are either just as good as they were last year or maybe even slightly better. I actually think getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, I think the Aaron Rodgers trade was actually kind of good for both teams. I think getting him out of there might bring a little bit of a fresh culture to that team and it might help them in the long run. Obviously, their whole season comes down to how Jordan Love plays, but I don't think the Packers are going to be too bad. Uh, I'll take the Vikings to once again win the division. A team that was fraudulent last year, but their defense has to get a little bit better. Their offense is still very good. If their defense can even get a slightly better, uh, I think they can win the NFC North. So I will take uh, Vikings one, Packers two, Lions three, Bears four. Yeah, I have the Bears last at seven and ten. I think that it's a much improved. That's four wins. All these Bears fans can't be mad at me. Like that's a big improvement. Okay, big improvement for the Bears. They're seven and ten. I also like what they did. I love Darnell Wright, the tackle out of um, Tennessee. Drafted him 10th overall I, was, I think, a good move. They now have the right tackle of their future. Their left tackle last year is a young guy who actually performed pretty darn well as uh, uh, in his own right. So I think the, the Bears are building this the right way. Uh, but they're still not there yet. They're 7-10. and 10. Packers 9-8. and eight. I think you're right. Last year they went 8-9. They may win one more game. The NFC is worse, I think, than it was last year overall. But – Finally, it's behind him. It's behind him. And they actually spent some capital on some wide receivers. Yeah, Alan Lazard's out, but they still went at least in a little bit. They got Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson taking the second-year step. I think it was Jaden Reed, right, from Michigan State, who they drafted. I, I'm pretty high on him. Um, I think they finished 9-8. and eight. I think second place, the Vikings. The Vikings were semi-fraudulent last year. We knew that. It, no surprise there. Um, they take a step back. They finished 10 and seven. The Lions, the only team with a positive point differential in that division last year. They make the playoffs. They finish first in that division. They go 11 and six. They, you want some numbers? If you're not big on Dan Campbell, the third most yards per game last year were the Detroit Lions. The yep. fifth highest scoring offense, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he's a raw, raw guy that typically doesn't work, but it's working for him. It's working for this team. They're young. They have a, I think the right guy at coach with Dan Campbell. Their offense is really good. And it's a bad division and a bad conference. They but go. You're, you're just, you're just leaving out their defense though. Sure. The, yeah. Great offensive numbers. They were the worst defense in the NFL. 6.2 opponent yards per play. Terrible. Do you, do you think Aiden Hutchinson takes a step forward this year? Cause I sure do. Yeah, sure. I get it. They're not other great... guys on the defense. They're not a great defensive team, but you're going against Jordan Love. It's they not spent, that they're just not a great. They're the worst defensive team. The worst. Sure, but they 32 spent two of thirty-two, and they're trying. I, I don't like the position of value of the guys they got necessarily, but they, they tried interior linebacker Jack Campbell. Right, they're hoping he can be the green dot for the future. I'm assuming uh, second round draft pick on safety from Alabama, Brian Branch. He was like a very Brian good Branch. safety last year, right? What what about a defensive tackle up the mi- middle and uh, bo- wow, Broderick Martin? Like they're trying, 
they're trying to bolster this defense. I get it. It's not going to be great overnight, but I'm telling you right now, this Lions team, they're improved. And thank you, Austin, for the follow. I, I'm high on the Lions, okay? High on life, high on Dan Campbell. I've talked myself into Jared Goff, which is something I never thought I would do even three years ago, but here I am. Eat some kneecaps, baby. All right. I'm actually nervous. They won eight of their final 10 games last year. That's a team trending in the right direction. They got to improve the defense. They have to improve their defense by a significant margin. I just, I, I don't know if they can, and I, I don't trust Jared Goff. I would love to be wrong because if there's any fan base out there that's been more tortured than me, it's the, uh, Detroit. It's Detroit. Uh, there's no, uh, the only fan base I feel really bad for are Detroit sports fans. Uh, outside of the Red Wings glory days, uh, for throughout my entire life, especially Detroit Lions fans, uh, just a, a, a tortured franchise. So, <laughs> hey, I'm rooting for for the Lions. I, I hope I hope they win the Super Bowl. How about that? If it's not the Falcons, I hope it's the Lions. Is it going to uh, happen? I don't think so. Even the Pistons, they had 0-4, and then the NBA was like, yeah, scoring's too low, no more hand-checking. You know your team that you built around defense and hand-checking? That's now outlawed. Right. Like they, they, Detroit's been getting screwed for so long. They need something. Uh, I, I'm all in on the Lions. They'll, they'll be fun. Uh, NFC West, what do you have? Uh, NFC West. Uh, I got the 49ers, Brock Purdy. All the reports are saying he could be back by the start of the season. And if he is, he's going to be their starting quarterback, which I love. I know you hate Sterling because you're a big Trey Lance guy, but I think 49ers first. I think Rams second. I think, do, I think the Rams do bounce back a little bit this season. Uh, the NFC in general is weak. They still have enough pieces from the Super Bowl winning team. I don't, at the very least, they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. Last year was a complete disaster. Matt Stafford's got to get that. What was it? His elbow that was hurting him all last year. If, if he can get that figured out, I think the Rams are going to be fine. I have them at number two. I have the Seahawks at number three. The Seahawks are very similar to me than the Lions, where uh, just the same with Jared Goff last year. Is Geno Smith going to be as good of a quarterback as he was last year? Because his numbers, especially in the second half of the season, were atrocious. Uh, so Geno Smith, it's all going to come down to him. It's not like their defense is good enough to carry them. If Geno Smith look, looks or ends up being as good as he was in the first half last year, they'll be fine. They're probably going to be a playoff team. Um, but there's not enough on that team to support uh geno smith and carry him to wins if geno smith ends up being the same geno smith we saw in the second half of the season so i have them at number thir- three and then the arizona cardinals are a disaster of an organization right now so last yeah i have the cardinals in the last three and 14 and i felt generous giving him three wins i figure when kyler murray comes back uh you know maybe they play some teams that have nothing to play for anymore so they can win a game or two late in the year Cardinals three and 14. There's some losses for you. There's 14 losses for you, Ian. There's where some of these numbers are coming from. I think the Rams are still bad, even with Cooper cup and even with Matt Stafford coming back. I don't think they're great. I just don't think they're great. Uh, I have them at six and 11, the Seahawks. I have at eight and nine. Um, Geno Smith wasn't good last year. Geno Smith just was not good last year. Sorry. I had someone ring my doorbell. Uh, don't know why. I think it's probably a fence guy. So I apologize for my dog barking. Seahawks 8-9. I think Geno Smith towards the end of last year is who he is. And I have the Niners at 14-3. and three. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They can win with Nick Mullins. They can win with anyone. Um, I hope it's Trey Lance. I think it's a mistake if they go with Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy, y- you kind of know who he is. 
I think with Brock Purdy, what you're getting is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on a rookie contract, which is fine, but you know the ceiling. Trey Lance, I think, opens up that offense, so I hope they make the right decision and go to Trey Lance. If they go to Sam Darnold, I'm even more confused. Yeah, Hunter says Sam Darnold wins Super Bowl MVP. Uh, yeah, yeah, 49ers, 49ers are going to be interesting. They're in the rare spot where they kind of have every single piece possible except for that bona fide quarterback, maybe depending on who starts and if Brock Purdy can play as well as he did in the second half of the season. So who do you, so I just want to recap really quickly here, Sterling, before we wrap this up and the AFC, and I'm just basing this off your records. You have for playoff teams, you have the bills, you have the jets, you have the Jaguars, you have the Bengals, you have the Ravens, you have the chiefs and the chargers. Yeah. Cause you have a ton of 10 and seven teams. None of them are making the playoffs though. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's what I would have. And the NFC, you have the Saints making the playoffs. You have the Eagles making the playoffs. The Cowboys making the playoffs. The cheat, or sorry, that's uh, AFC. The Niners. The Niners. The Lions. The Lions and the Vikings. Yeah. Boom. All right. What do you think? I, I mean, I don't love it. You don't have my Falcons in the playoffs. You have them in nine and eight missing the playoffs. So I, I, I don't love it based on that. But take it to the bank. All right. And get a negative, I don't know, negative 50% ROI. I mean, seriously, I'm not, you're not going to win money with me. Ian's the guy. <laughs> Ian's the guy you want to follow for betting advice. Me, if you want to turn 100 bucks into 50 bucks, I'm your guy. There you go. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have going, man. I'm telling you, I am not a good better. I stopped. Like, I stopped. But if you want to. It's bet, hard. It's very difficult to win money betting. But if you want to make and win money betting, and if you're in New Jersey or Kansas, go to DraftKings, use code STB, bet $5 on any sport, and get 150 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. And then follow Ian. Use that five and turn it into something good. I'll do my best. What do you have going on? Before we get out of here, what the hell is going on with you? So you went to Blink-182 a couple weeks ago. Um, I did not know Blink-182 is here in New York. They're playing in Brooklyn on Wednesday night. So I'm, I just bought one ticket. I'm going to go by myself. I bought it last night. I'll be going to see Blink-182 Wednesday night, tomorrow night. How, how many drinks did you have to pull the trigger buying that ticket last night? Yeah, the tickets were a little bit more expensive than I would have liked to spend <laughs> on a ticket. But um, yeah, listen, my girlfriend's gone for the week. She's back home for the week. I'm here by myself. Uh, I try to ask some friends that I have in the city, if they wanted to come to Blink-182 with me, they had no interest in spending uh, 200, 250 bucks on a ticket. And I said, I don't blame you. So I'm going by myself. I've never been to a concert by myself. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But this might be my only chance to see my favorite band uh, growing up. Uh, who knows how much longer Blink-182 is going to be doing stuff together. Um, so it, I, I splurge. I'm going to go by myself. Hopefully you know, it'll be fun. Here's what's going on. And I'm going to say it. This will be my finishing thing. You're going to have fun going to concerts by yourself. It's actually very enjoyable. I, I, I've done it a lot. It's a great experience because you know why? You don't have to talk to anyone. Right. You don't have to be on anyone else's schedule. Your, your boy wants to grab a beer. Someone has to go piss. You have to go with him. No, you're not missing it. You're on your schedule, Ian. Yep. You get to sit back, enjoy, and do what you want. You're going to have a blast, man. Yeah, I go to sporting events uh, by myself all the time. So I, I assume this is similar to that. So yeah, make, make it normal. Okay, we're, we're trying to normalize individual activities. Believe in yourself. This is not just a football podcast. We are apparently philosophical 
Yes. On, on this show. Yes. I love it. <laughs> well, this was Stacking the Box podcast. Make sure you follow Ian McMillan on Twitter at Ian McBets. I am Sterling Holmes. You can follow me on Twitter at HomestretchKC. Until next Tuesday, we are out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.